Hello, everybody out in Dusty Muffin Land. Thank you for listening. I'm Julie Blacklow. And I'm Penny Legate. And if you're one of our faithful listeners, you know that Julie and I are big time animal lovers. And our guest today is a man who loves animals, loves people. And this man, Tom Bates, who's with us today, goes not only in to save animals, but he goes into war zones to do it. A Couple of Dusty Muffins is brought to you today by the Savy Corporation, dedicated to finding happiness, the key to a good life. Tom, welcome to A Couple of Dusty Muffins. Hi, thank you. Let's just get right to it. You are just about ready to embark upon your third trip to Ukraine. And as we all know, it's a terrible situation there with the war that started with Russia back in 2022. So, good Lord. Can you find anything more dangerous to do? Really? Uh, yeah. My motto is I'm safer in Ukraine than I am in the United States. Whoa. Wow. More people are murdered in the United States per capita than people die, citizens, during this war. Oh, my God. And that's a fact. Wow. But ignoring that fact, it is a dangerous situation, certainly in areas of conflict. But now the cities anywhere in Ukraine are subject to the missile and rocket attacks. So how did this all begin for you? What what took you to Ukraine? Why Ukraine? And how did you get there? And all, all that. Good question. I've been trying to come up with a canned answer, but I just <laughs> don't really have one. I'm retired, and I'm a busy kind of person. I've done a lot of things in my life, so maybe I'm a jack-of-all-trades, too. But anyway, I was seeing the war coming on, and you know, growing up, the Soviet Union was always our enemy. So it wasn't a hard decision or to make that I was for sure backing the Ukrainians or fighting for their freedom. But anyway, the light bulb just went off and said, hey, I know I could help. It's easy to get there. You can catch a flight into Poland. Take the tra- You can take the train to the front lines of the war just about from the airport in Krakow. But anyway, transportation wasn't an issue, and I had a friend that would be a companion going over there. And we initially only went for maybe two weeks, and we were going to go work with World Kitchen because my friend is a chef at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City, and that was his choice. And I had my backup plan with a, a clinic in Shamish, Poland. So anyway, we ended up working with the clinic in the shelter in Shamish. My friend left. I stayed on and I kept getting more and more immersed in it. Their big issue at that point was they were getting a lot of donations, but it was just piled up in barns and warehouses. Nothing was sorted. So I went in another guy from the UK and we started sorting warehouses out. Mm-hmm. made him run efficiently. And then I finally got my first trip into Ukraine, went into Lviv. The war is not touching Lviv like the rest of the country, but it was still pretty exciting. A lot of military checkpoints to go through. The country is under martial law, state of war. A lot of patriotism going on there. Anyway, it's very exhilarating, exciting. Came back home. After three weeks, my wife and I, we had made plans to go on a trip to Spain, a driving trip through Spain, and came home. Gretchen, my wife, realized that the look in my eyes (laughs) said that I was not finished. Mm -hmm. And 
So we canceled our trip to Spain and I went back, stayed another three months, returned home again and was there for over eight months. And if you do the math, I'm going on my fourth trip. I thought it was only three. I just came home June 23rd and I'll be leaving in one week. October 30th. Tom, I want to jump in here. I want to get to the spiritual, philosophical, deeply moral question of your being drawn to saving the lives of the animals who are among the most innocent of victims in a war zone. Correct. Where does that come from? My very last job before retirement, and it was a retirement job five months out of the year, I drove for the Washington State Fair Foundation in a program called The Traveling Farm. And we traveled around to elementary schools in the North Seattle area, Puget Sound area. And we have programs we put on teaching children about agriculture from kindergarten to uh, third grade. Anyway, I became very closely attached with farm animals, especially since I didn't have to take care of them. Yeah, they're very much fun as long as you don't have to raise them. And I have dogs and cats of my own. I've always felt that it was my duty to speak for those that can't, whether it's an animal or people, they need to be represented and helped. That's what I knew I could do. My career, main career was I was a long haul truck driver, so I know how to drive. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I knew that would be a big part of it. And so I was averaging 10,000 kilometers a month. They're about 6,800 miles. And you did a lot of this alone, right? You were not affiliated with any particular rescue organization. You just kind of struck out solo. Yeah, up until a point. And then I met a gentleman named Nick Tad with Canine Rescue International out of the UK. And it's a two-person organization. He and I hooked up and realized he was help funding some of my needs. Also, I was initiating him to Ukraine. He realized I had the connections that he and his organization desperately needed. So we decided that we would cooperate. And they have been funding me. If they have the funds, they will definitely help me out. The funds are drying up a bit right now. But anyway, uh, since we've got together, Nick and I have created a Canine Rescue International registered NGO in Ukraine. Mm. And so now we're operating within the Ukrainian government, so to speak. And we have a lot more latitude and ability to do good. So I see these, these animals, dogs and cats, mostly dogs, I assume, are just stranded. Left behind. We're yeah. left behind by families yeah. and, and wandering and hungry. Well, you have uh, all different kinds of situations, and you have to adjust each one. Some situations are massive rescues, like recently in Kherson, pronounced Harrison with the flooding. We were there fucking animals off roofs, so it was a lot of other people. And then there are the war zones. We uh, get information from the military, and sometimes they rescue animals. They come and meet them. They have animals at checkpoints that need treatment and food. You just have to adjust to every situation. There are times we'll take deliver food into Bakhmut, uh, humanitarian aid, animal feed, and you don't know but you may be coming out with a family or oh. a few dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have prearranged extractions, but uh, you just have to take it by the moment. 
where do the dogs go when you get these animals out? Well, that's uh, another hurdle. Ukraine has always had an animal problem, and then the war has just exacerbated it. And so, in what way? Uh, Will you explain what when you when you say animal problem? In what way, Tom? Stray animals. There is no required rabies vaccines, mm. which makes it very hard to get an animal out of the country. There, you can do it. You have to follow some steps, and if you do it. It can bring the animal out. There are some shelters up to a point that will accept animals when we're rescuing them, but they're overfilled. They're just crowded as can be. Everybody is operating on a shoestring. You got to feed the animals. Some of these places go through a ton of animal food a day. There's 4,000 dogs there. Mm. And adding more to it is just uh, sometimes the tip of the iceberg. And uh, no, the wait, tippy- let me make sure I have this right. 4,000. 000- Dogs yeah. in one shelter? Correct. Whoa. I can't even imagine. No. Yeah. Uh, that shelter is up near Chernobyl. It's between Kiev and Chernobyl, close to the Russian border. Mm. It, it has some issues, but in the scheme of things, it's one of the top 10 recipients of help through international animal aid. Wow. Now, the Ukrainians can't be really in a position right now to want to take on more mouths to feed. So I'm guessing that there aren't a lot of adoptions by Ukrainians, correct? Well, there are. Yes, it happens. You have to understand that the war zone is the war zone. The rest of it is Ukraine trying to operate as a country and maybe there's a war going on somewhere. And unless you end up getting affected by it, uh, personally, you could almost pretend there's not a war. Wow. See, we don't hear that part of the story. We don't no. hear that. Yeah. No. You know, the we don't. No, hear you that. don't. There are areas of Ukraine that have not been touched by the war, mostly down in the Carpathian southwestern corner. And I would say that's about it. And they're affected, of course, the shortages and things like that. But I was there uh, less than a month after the war began, and I've been able to watch how it's progressed and how unorganized it was in the country in the beginning and how organized it is now. Well, thanks in no small part to you. Just a reminder, we're talking with Tom Bates, who is an amazing man, who spent on his last trip to the Ukraine nine months there saving animals. Tom, I I have a pretty, I don't know, sad or question. How do you keep your heart from breaking? It breaks all the time. Sometimes uh, in, in the heat of the moment in a war zone, you just don't have really time to let that take control. Mm-hmm. You just have to move on. In the beginning, we kept uh, joking around that one. We're going to wait until we get home and find the corner of a warehouse and just cry for a few days. And yeah, we thought it was funny, but it's not. It's not um, funny. No. But you keep going back. Wow. And how long do you, will you stay this time? Last time it was nine months. I have a return ticket January 17th, and I'm oh planning on keeping <laughs> to that. Yeah. But I can't yeah. tell. I can't tell. How does your wife deal with you being gone so much? Well, she's very supportive. I think this trip kind of caught her by surprise. She thought I would be staying home, but she's also one of the big reasons I'm there. She has messaged me and told me I can't come home because I need to take care of those dogs I just sent a video of or whatever. And her philosophy is I'm needed more there than I am needed here. Wow. You married a good woman. 
Yeah, I, a very supportive wife. So, Tom, when you go into the country, I know that you have you had a van that you were using that you kind of scrounged up somewhere, and it rattled around for what your six thousand miles a month you put on this van, and now you you have an engine that's blown up, or and you are you going to go back? Is that fixed? we've been known to be hard on our vehicles? Um, the roads <laughs> yeah. of Ukraine are hard on vehicles. They have very nice highways, and then they have the worst roads I've ever been on. And then going into the front lines, they have detours and stuff. So anyway, yeah, we're really hard on the cars. It is a 2006 van, and so it had miles on it, and we did. Uh, the turbo went out and blew all the oil out and the engine failed. And so we replaced that. And my, one of my um, colleagues, her name's Freya from Denmark, which we are truly rescue international. Uh, she was driving at home to Copenhagen to get another load and the engine failed in Berlin. And so my mission now, I get on the airplane Monday, I fly to Poland. We have another vehicle. We have a Nissan Patrol uh, 2004, which is, <laughs> but it's a good vehicle and I can use a flatbed trailer. I'm going to drive to Berlin, pick up the van, bring it back to this shop in Poland. And that's how my first week's going to be spent. God um, bless you, Tom. Find out, God find out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have to put out fires before I can actually do any work. Yeah. Well, so I understand that, you know, when Julie asked you the question about your heart, I think you probably have to put on a suit of armor to continue to do this kind of work, both from the humane and the human aspects of what you're seeing. But I know that there was one particular yellow cat <laughs> that worked his way into finding a new home <laughs> with you in your, in your home in Lake Bay, Washington, yes, Lake Bay, Washington mm -hmm. on, on the Key Peninsula. So tell me about Bob. Bob, Bobby boy, Bobby Reznik. Um, we kept his uh, Ukrainian name for his last name. Bob <laughs> is a street cat or was a street cat in a neighborhood in Kharkiv, Kharkiv, a neighborhood that I would come to meet person there to bring aid and they would distribute it to the local pensioners. But anyway, this cat, I'd see it all the time in the summer and he'd come up and be really friendly and we made friends and so this went on for nearly six, seven months, and then it became November, and this cat, who I didn't even know its name, came up to me, and I just looked down. He was, it's cold. I picked him up and put him in my coat, and I said, Bob, you're sleeping indoors tonight. Oh. And that was just it. it turns out that Bob is probably the most unique cat I've ever known. We're just blessed to have that cat in our household. He thinks that he's part dog and he manages the dogs, but he's my personal rescue. We're talking with Tom Bates, an amazing, amazing human who's devoting his life to saving animals in war zones. Oh, Bob, uh, Bucky cat. We'll Bob put a cat. picture of Bob yeah. on the, uh, on our, um, our in our social media posts so they and we'll can also him. post links to your organization yeah, great. yes yes uh, tell us how we can best help help you what your needs well, and how I, we can yeah, help. our biggest problem and just like anybody else that's operating in this planet and trying to help people is funding um when the war began it was quite easy and the people in the uk were very giving and now we have so many 
different things going on in the world that is yeah. has yeah. everybody's attention, rightly so. But it's still the same in Ukraine, and they still need our help. We'll work on that on your yeah. behalf. Yeah, I have a Facebook page that when I'm there, I post endlessly on. What is the name of that, Bob? What is the name of your Facebook page? It's just Tom Bates. Tom Bates. Oh, just Tom Bates. Okay, Tom, that's Tom, easy. Tom yeah, Bates. I don't do, yeah, I'm not a cryptic kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom Bates, and we know you have an Indiegogo account set up. Yeah, Indiegogo, and and again, you could uh, just Tom Bates, Indiegogo. I've had several in the past, and I have one that's live now. And we'll put that information on our social media. It's Instagram and Facebook pages, so people can click on it. And I know our listeners are huge animal lovers, as we are, and I'm just appealing to anybody who's listening about what Tom's doing. To, to- let, let me give your listeners uh, some advice and some warning about scams. And there are a lot of them out there. And the people that are internationally connected to these Ukrainian rescue groups, they need to beware. Um, There's a lot of scams going on out there, and I'll just encourage them to do due diligence in who they send money to, especially if it's a foreign organization. They're not all like that, but after being there as long as I have, you have to beware. Wars attract pretty unusual people, even in the volunteer groups. I thought it would be some of the finest people I ever met in my life. And that is true, but it is some of the worst human beings on the planet that show up for these. They take advantage of people. Two types of people in the world, you know, yeah. good and evil. A lot of human trafficking going on at the beginning of the war. Tom, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading a book right now called The Animal's Lawsuit Against Humanity. <laughs> Which is a, a thousand-year-old yeah. book that's been translated into English by a rabbi, a friend of mine, and it wow. talks about it talks about how humans, the arrogance of human beings, thinking that they are better than the animal, that they have more rights than the animal, and what you're doing strikes me as just such a testament to the beautiful truth of what an animal is and what their value is. And so thank you for what you do. Uh, so some quote about the, the, the worst animal is better than the best person. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, truly. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Spend time with an animal and, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be better well, for I it. I believe in history. Somewhere back in history, we were supposed to have a different relationship with animals. And we missed the opportunity at that crossroad and we uh, went down the wrong path and has left us with this relationship that is abusive. Yeah, no, it's true. I, Penny and I and you are, and thousands of other really good people understand what animals do for us. We should only do the same for them. If I didn't have to do this podcast, I'd be coming on that flight with you. Yeah, There you are. Why don't you do your podcast from there? Wow, that'd be cool. That was an idea. I would do yeah. that. Oh, Lord. That would Yeah, I have all the uh, tactical gear you need. Oh, my gosh. Well, Well, you know, you've planted a seed here, Tom. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, I have created friendships with so many people over there. Most of them we have to use a translator with. I mean, we don't speak the same language, but our hearts are in the same place. And I've been provided a home in Kharkiv to live in by a soldier that's serving right now. He's down near Bakhmut, 
uh, in a place called Chaz of VR. I'll go visit him when I get there. And I have a warehouse in, outside of Kiev in a city called Borisville, established in 1015. I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. People are very nice and very helpful, and they're also very poor. And so they can't help us financially, but they certainly give us food, places to stay, and encouragement and labor. When you come back, would you rejoin us and give us an update? Yeah, absolutely. If you would be interested in having an update from location, we could also do that. I have done some Zoom interviews oh. with a radio here out of uh, oh. on location. Oh, that'd be amazing. Okay, yes. Amazing. And so, so if we just, we'll stay in touch we'll, on offline. We'll find a way to set that up. Well, thank you, Tom Bates, for what you do and recognizing the incredible value of saving the lives of all these uh, creatures. Bless you. It's my honor to do this. It's our honor to know you. Yeah, we're happy to spread the word. Thank you, Tom Bates. And as Julie said, God bless you. Okay, thank you much. The Savey Corporation is our sponsor for this episode of A Couple of Dusty Muffins. And we want to thank Dave Savey for his support, making it possible for our engineer to record, edit, and publish this podcast. When we asked Mr. Savey to define his company, he said, and we quote, we love this, We do cool stuff with cool people. If you'd like to support Tom's mission in Ukraine, we've put information on how you can help on our Facebook page. The address is facebook.com forward slash couple of dusty muffins. That's facebook.com forward slash couple of dusty muffins. Or feel free to email us at couple of dusty muffins at gmail.com. I'm production director Clem Daniels. Thanks for listening.